Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, how are you feeling this evening as we record this program? Do, do you think it's possible for us to make a truly great Jordan, Jesse Go episode if we're recording in the evening? I guess we'll find out. So the answer is almost certainly no, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if we were doing this, you know, round midnight sure. or twilight, sure. it could be a Jordan Jesse Go after dark situation. Right. So where, uh, you know, we get all our famous friends to drop by. Thelonious Monk. Thelonious Monk. <laughs> Cannonball Adderley. Sure. <laughs> jazz greats, mainly. Mostly jazz greats. People well, who would be at the Playboy when, Jazz Festival. You've got a couple jazz bows like us. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, There's a couple hey, of Hepcats sure. scatting and scooting. Adjusting our berets. Mm-hmm. Snapping to show our approval mm-hmm. of the notes they're not playing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, evening is a weird middle ground between the usual kind of, you know, afternoonish hour that we record in and, you know, a kind of sexier dusk. Yeah. Well, I mean, a certain amount of sexiness seeps into any Jordan Jesse Go episode. Sure. Uh, between my dulcet tones and your giant dick. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think comes across in audio. <laughs> you just hear this voice and you're like, oh, yeah. That guy's swinging a pretty big schlong. Um, I, can I tell you what I did to pregame for this? Oh, I'd love to hear what you did to pregame. Uh, I took a nap. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of people are afraid to take a nap before their podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask what kind of what kind of napper are you, or what ask what kind of post napper are you? Are you a guy who wakes up energized, juice ready to go, or are you one of those I'm sleepier than I was when I before I took the nap? Oh, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just talk like big babies the whole episode? Yeah. Oh, I sleepy. Oh, daddy sleepy. No. <laughs> My eyes is closed. Too many die dies. <laughs> Wait, too many die dies. Yeah, I've got too many diapers on. <laughs> too many die dies. Let's, let's introduce our guest on the show. Find out how many die dies he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a stand-up comic, a, a writer for uh, the John Oliver program on the Home Box Office Network, uh, which you can get. Just contact your cable provider. Um, he's also the host of Denzel Washington is the greatest actor in the world of all time, period. Yeah. Approximately. Like yeah, roughly. Kevin Avery. <laughs> hey. What's Hi, the, Kevin. What's Hi. the actual name of your show, your podcast? Uh, it's Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Gotcha. I got pretty close. That was very yeah. close. That was good. <laughs> I did a lot better than I thought I was With doing as it. unsure as you were saying it, you got pretty close. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit of a cliffhanger whether or not you were, like, or not a cliffhanger, <laughs> but I was kind of like, oh, is he going to get Will Jesse finish the name of the podcast? <laughs> Tune in next week to another exciting, exciting Jordan Jesse Go. You know, you laugh, but it's cliffhangers like that that made Welcome to Night Vale a smash hit. Sure. <laughs> we just get in a, a couple need, of supernatural occurrences and a few things for people on Tumblr to draw pictures of. Yeah. And we are solid gold. <laughs> Draws we're with tentacle dicks. Money. Yeah. <laughs> need a good cliffhanger. Kevin, are you a napper? Uh, I was, I took, um, a not quite nap before I got here. Well, that just means you nodded out behind I, the wheel? I, uh, I don't generally nap, but when I do, I'm like, why do, why don't I do this more? 
more regularly. You wake yeah. up refreshed? I used to... Refreshed I, and hard as a rock. I do if... <laughs> yes, always. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm hard as a rock as I start to get sleepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens. Sure, sure. You get tired and... Oh, hey, what's happening down here? That's how I know I'm tired. <laughs> Maybe I should stay awake a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> see what I can stick this. <laughs> see where the, the night takes us. Yeah. <laughs> Drink I'm a little putting, coffee. I'm putting my beret back on. Yeah. Just yes. lit out into the night. Yeah. Kevin, are you a jazz bow at all? <laughs> I'm not, not a jazz bow, but I do have a question. Uh, which one of you scoots and which one of you scats? Oh, that's, that's an interesting. It's well, a, Jordan has this. Well, little Kevin. Because <laughs> he's, he's been eating road meat. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a call and response thing. I mean, it's a, you know the traditional you know jazz way. Of course. Sometimes I scoot, but if Jesse's scooting, mm-hmm. I'm going to scat. Okay, yeah. All so right. I'm a sort of natural scatter. Yeah, uh, I'm known for scat. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Animal feces. Walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting line here. Could go either way. Bop. You guys want to know where I where I'm where I fall in the nap zone? I'd love to hear about that, Jordan. Uh, hard for me to nap. Yeah, I'll, really? sometimes I'll like think like, "Hey, I should probably nap." Mm-hmm. I will lay down and then I can't nap. Right. Uh, so if I'm feeling that nap, you know that nap, that nappy feeling, yeah. that Napster feeling. Sure. sure. <laughs> if I'm going to download some Corky and the Juice Pigs MP3s <laughs> from Napster, uh, I just like commit some, some presidents of the United States of America songs labeled as Tenacious D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going right home after this and looking up Corky and the Juice Pigs. <laughs> it's the quintessential thing to download on Napster. Yep. The yeah. uh the the goofiest song that a 17-year-old would enjoy. Okay. Yep. Uh often mislabeled as Tenacious D. Yeah. Um hmm. uh Sean uh, uh what's the Canadian comic who's the front man of Corky and the Juice Pigs? Oh, I don't know. Sean uh, very very funny guy. Very I just funny comic. I definitely Hannity. yeah Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Cullen. Mm, I was Sean close Cullen. with the C. Yeah, um, they're both in that one dragon, that wise dragon movie. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> what? Yeah. I, I am the last dragon, or whatever. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that what he said? Sean Connery provides the voice, and Sean Cullen actually plays the dragon he on screen. Dragon. Oh, okay, yeah. Andy Circus. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if I get that nappy feeling, mm-hmm. I just commit to like, okay, I'm going to power through this, but I'm going to go to bed at nine. Mm-hmm. And then I just have a nice, you know, 12-hour yeah. night's sleep. Can I tell you what I like to do? What do you like to do? Uh, number one, I'm so amazed <clears throat> that you can sleep 12 hours if you go to bed at nine. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, I, I, have, I have not slept until 9 a.m. five years, hmm. I'm going to say. Sure. I'm so past the part of my life where I'm capable of sleeping to a time where the where the time that I wake up varies depending on the time I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wake up at 7 in the morning. Right. 7-ish or somewhere in between the 6 and the 7, um, no matter – if I go to bed at, at – Now, when you say somewhere between the 6 and the 7, you mean on the clock? <laughs> on the clock. Got it. Yeah. Uh and I also sleep with a big six and a big seven. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's a non-traditional relationship. They're stuffed animals, you guys. Um, but but uh, you fuck them. Yeah, yeah sure. No, nothing stops me because sure. when I get sleepy, yeah. Yeah. Gotta put somewhere. they got holes, my well, friend. Not in that big six. Seven is tricky. <laughs> seven right. is difficult. Yeah. But right. uh, you'll chafe. But um, you, you know, thought about getting a six and the nine, but then you're like a little on the nose. Here's what's important. Point. Sexuality yeah. isn't a binary. It's a spectrum. There, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You're right. So, well, you know, some, you, sometimes you fuck a six, sometimes sure. you fuck a seven. Sometimes you're feeling seven-ish. I it's will, a spectrum from one to ten. <laughs> yeah. I will say that the two 9 a.m. sleep for me yeah. will include a 7 a.m. wake-up masturbation fallback. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. As long as we're being got it. As long as we're sure. people want to know the minutia. Well, this. I think masturbating is one of the best ways to take a nap. Oh, it's a great way to take a nap. If you're yeah. like Yeah, I think so. Uh I have that I've had a problem where um I will wake up in the middle of the night and uh at like two thirty or three o'clock and I'll go to the bathroom or go do something or realize, oh, I should put this dish away or something. Sure. And then I try to go to bed and I can't. And mm. the only thing yeah, don't do a thing. Yeah, don't do anything. Uh, the only thing that saves me is masturbation. Oh, yeah. and that um, put away that dish. Yeah, Can crank I, one out. But I never do it right away. I always, I'm always like laying there for an hour or two. Yeah, you like, want to find another work? way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to have to. I don't want to be a slave to I'll my. Always go to masturbation. Junk. Oh, nanistic. Sure. Tendencies. Yeah. 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 So eventually, I just cave. Yeah. Right. I uh, I I am not much of a napper myself, mm-hmm. and never historically have I been a napper. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I have taken to doing when I need to nap is uh, downloaded a go to sleep episode of the meditation podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I now, let, what does that entail? What's uh, on that? A soothing voice, mm-hmm. uh, Gene and Michael Stern's voice mm-hmm. specifically. They're the authors of the meditation podcast. Not Jane and Michael Banks, the <laughs> children from Mary Poppins. <laughs> no. That would be great. That would be great. Two little British kids. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> we want a nanny. Yeah. It is important to consider yourself at home. Yeah. Sure. Um, but uh, is that from? Nope. That's from Oliver. Oliver. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? Um, British nothing. theater, yeah. musicals. Exactly. All, you know. uh, Who knows what's going on over there? Yeah. Am I right? You know, they'll I don't want to know. They'll have you tense each part of your body in sequence. So mm-hmm. first, squunch up your toes. Sure. Then imagine relaxation flowing through them. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth, up throughout the body. That sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I mean, you gotta, you got to really focus to go to sleep when you don't want to. How long does it take you to do all that? 15, 20 minutes. That should be the length of the nap. <laughs> That's like not a power nap and a... Who, who, these people... These monsters. Oh, boy. Who can oh, boy. Put their head. Here we course, go. I'm talking about the Mexicans. Yes. Whoa. Oh, no. okay. These people. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> now I'm big intrigued. nappers. These yeah. people who can, put, who can just put their ear on the pillow and take and go to sleep automatically yeah. somehow. I can't even do that. I, I could be. It can be one o'clock in the morning. I've had a migraine headache and taken my migraine medication that makes me, like, completely blotto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm completely exhausted. It will definitely take me 20 minutes to get this. Really? Sleep. Absolutely. I'm out in seven. Seven? Yeah. I just Well, between six and seven. Between, yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm laying on seven, <laughs> yeah, trying to make right. time with six. <laughs> That's how it starts. Yeah. Um, isn't that the average time it takes a person to fall asleep? Oh, I don't Seven know. Minutes? I don't. I know nothing about the average time. I think that's it. Mm. I could be lying. We'll never know. Seven <laughs> minutes seems <laughs> fast. To I me. think it's seven minutes. <clears throat> maybe I think the average person. Maybe this is about my fear of death. Probably. Yeah. I hate going to sleep. Have I mentioned that? I really? Think you have. Yes. Yes. Some people love going to sleep. Not I, sir. Mm. Not I. What do you think is going to happen? Going to die. How? That's when death comes from you. You can't, you're not <laughs> doing anything. You, that's why it's so scary. Yeah. I would say that's when, you, when you're most likely to not die, right? 
Because you're not, you know, driving a car around or... Yeah. You're not out and about. Flying on one of those planes that are always crashing. Oh, Get a boy. load of this. You're lying in bed. You're asleep. Mm-hmm. A burglar breaks into your house. Yeah. Specifically, this one junkie that broke into my house when I was like eight. Okay. Stabs you and you die. You never even knew that you were going to die. You just go from asleep to dead. Yeah. That's what I don't like. Uh, I'll tell you a chilling story. <laughs> I oh, oh, Kevin Avery, will you share? Will you share with me a chilling tale? As long as it chills me to the bone. Yeah. If it's if it's not that chilling, then I don't want to hear it. A cold breeze is <laughs> is tripping through. Uh, here's here it is. I was that burglar. <gasps> yeah. What? Now wow. You were, were you were a crackhead yeah. on 16th Street in I've, San Francisco I've in 1988. I've cleaned myself up a little bit. Congratulations, uh, man, by thanks. the way. Yeah. To pull it together. You loomed over my mother's bed with a giant knife? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for stuff to do. Um <laughs> no, but I I was uh I was you got to make your own fun, you know. You really, t- yeah. Uh, hobbies, yeah. But I was looming, uh, for instance. <laughs> I used to live Chilling. in Alabama, yeah. And uh, I was leaving my house, and uh, these two. Ki- I lived in this neighborhood. It was it was a lot of kids. There was a high school nearby. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, roll tide, roll yeah, tide. Sure. Yes, yes. And so these two, there was uh, there were a, a lot of these little wannabe gangsters around, and two of them were walking down the street, and they saw me, and they were like, "Who's that?" and that that's just I don't know they didn't recognize me uh, despite the fact that I lived in the neighborhood and uh, for some reason I don't know why I yelled Kevin and that just, <laughs> they, that it's n- me Kevin yeah. <laughs> hey fellas <laughs> you know, and I'm on a bike I'm on like a 10 speed bike and I'm trying to get to of all things theater rehearsal while the thugs are trying to <laughs> and sure. so um, <laughs> I, don't, I know exactly Kevin yeah, leave me alone I'm going to the I'm in the chorus of Pippin yeah <laughs> I am so deeply with you right now yeah. You are you are speaking directly to my lived experience, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so these guys suddenly we get in this shouting match, and one of them pulls, and uh, he points uh, you know the piece at me, and he's yelling at me to get the hell off of the st- or down the street by this church. I guess that was where they. He just wanted to say he wanted you to be saved. He wanted, yeah, he, he wanted me to get, drink the blood of Jesus or whatever it is you sure. do. Sure, right. That's, that's about uh, right. Accept yeah. Christ or I'll shoot you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was really bizarre because that suddenly my bike, the gears wouldn't work. And I, you know, but I was now racing to get away from him, but he, he had his gun pulled and it was at my back. And that was crazy oof. because uh, it's oof. exactly what yeah. you described. If he fires and he shoots me, it's, the, it's just. Like if someone, if you're looking at someone and they and they're pointing a gun at right. you, there's a moment where you can react based on what their body is doing. But you feel do like a cool it, do a cool takedown or something. Bare minimum, so, you yeah. could yeah. try and dodge the bullet. Yeah, you could born identity right. the situation. But when you're riding a janky ten speed trying to get <laughs> to a theater rehearsal, <sighs> you it's it's that which you, it's suddenly I might just be gone, and not, you know. Oh, that, that's Oof. not so. How, how, old of, how old of a Kevin are we talking about at this point? Uh, 19, maybe? Mm, 19 uh, years ni- old. 19, 20? Yeah. 19 or 20 years old. I don't know old. why I almost went back to 17, 19, 17. <clears throat> I'm so glad. I, do, I, you, do you remember what the play was and if you uh, got there and if the production was a success? I made it. What was the play was? Uh, I don't, I don't okay. remember what the play was. The, vagina, been, the vagina monologues. It was. Uh, I played the monologue. No, I don't. It was. It was like um, 
Shit, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Okay, no, it's... Um, I know. I, I mean, remember. I. I yeah. The the near death experience will overshadow. Probably <laughs> yeah. overshadow the. Uh, when I showed up at the theater, I was mm-hmm. like, "What play are we doing?" Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost died. Yeah. yeah. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. I'm so. I'm. I have to say, like, for all the weird things that happened to me as a kid, and mm-hmm. honestly, like, nothing bad happened to me after I was about 16. Mm-hmm. The con. The confluence of uh, growing gentrification and a growing body. Yeah. Uh, led to by the time I was sixteen, uh, you know, I mean, sure, slurs, <laughs> but nothing worse than a slur because yeah. you just pick somebody else. You yeah. know, why would you pick on a guy that's six three when you could pick on a guy that's not six three? Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like never, never had a gun pulled on me. That is, that's horrifying. Yeah, knives, but not guns. <laughs> I've had a couple, couple gun situations. Oh, just more multiple gun situations. Mm-hmm. One oh, time, cool. uh, I was in a McDonald's restaurant, and uh, this oh, the McDonald's the restaurant. Yeah, mm. the uh, oh. yeah. Uh, that's occasionally, like, that's I'm like from, a white tablecloth. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Got to have a reservation. Sure. Uh, but uh, I was at McDonald's, and uh, we were. I was in a singing group. Briefly. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you like are just R&B. showing yourself out. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, uh, like a boy band, basically, uh, like a new edition esque. Oh wow! And we just, this was in Alabama. This is in Alabama. Okay. Uh, I guess I just assumed that all went down in Orlando. No, some oh, of no. it they happened. Were called, in... They were called Jodeci, Kevin. Sure. <laughs> uh, jo- <laughs> uh, Jodeci, Kev. common, comma, Kevin. Jodeci, I like that. Yeah, Jodeci hyphen Kevin. Yeah. No, it's all one word. Just like Jodeci. Jodeci Kevin. It's just then later you left the group and <laughs> yes. Jodeci went like, well, on to much greater success. <laughs> now that we got Kevin out of here, oh, man. Then we got the dead weight. Oh, God. Imagine uh, my surprise. Hey, they're on the radio. Uh, but we were- Come on, nuts. We were hanging out in the- guys. <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> oh, nuts. Very oh, fiddlesticks. Always- I'm going to ask Pete Best how he dealt with this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was in the, uh, we're, we're hanging out and, uh, we were in the back section of the restaurant. You and the rest of the boy band. And the rest of the, yes, the rest of the group. So, uh, uh, you had, so you, I'm just trying to, trying to, trying to, you know, get a sense, paint Uh, a mental picture of what was going on. What color are are your matching suits? Blue. (laughs) I was going to say, turquoise, orange. I was going to say, what fabric were your open dress shirts? (laughs) Linen? (laughs) We all had these, uh, these, like, Print, we all have like black pants on and different print like shirts. Mm-hmm. These weird with these kind of weird ugly designs on them. So, sure. so like Each a, a like a coogie sweater of shirts. So yeah, I guess, yeah. Just like nineteen eighty five. It was or very something. it was very nineties. Sure. Oh, okay. And because uh, it was in the nineties, <laughs> um, but uh, so you were living slap bracelets. In, oh yeah. And so uh, we're sitting there. These two guys come around the corner and they they're like, hey, they told us to tell y'all to shut up. You being too loud. And they just start talking shit to us, and then uh, wait, uh, who are they claiming told them to te- let you know the 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 management <laughs> of McDonald's? Oh yeah, sure. sent these two fellas grimace to tell us, hey, you should keep it down in the McDonald's wow. after you know nine p.m. Sure, this is a classy McDonald's. Yeah, oh, the classy. <laughs> and then and then the first guy told you guys to keep it down. The second guy got one of those. Scrapers that takes uh, that takes crumbs off of the tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> Refolded all of your napkins for you. <laughs> yeah, and you're making a mess. Sure, straighten up back here. Uh, so they they just start sort of the you know our our guys start talking shit to them. They start talking shit, and I was like, I'm. I decided 
now is a good time to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stepped, the bathroom was right behind us. I stepped into the bathroom for a second, and then I'm like, wait a minute. If this guy pulled, I, I, I think I genuinely had to go to the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> I'll be right back, you guys. <laughs> and I stepped out, and then I was like, yeah, please, continue, continue, <laughs> continue your Donnie Brooker pace. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I come back out, and this guy's waving a gun around, Jeez. and he's pointing at us. Oof. He's like, I want all y'all to get on the floor. And the first thing that I did was uh, there was a guy behind him, one of, of one of our crew, and uh, I thought, I'm going to go out the emergency exit and come back around and, like, call call the cops to do something. And I hit, because I was standing right next to the door, and I shoved the door, emergency exit, oh, locked. Oh, no. Locked. Oh, no. And I had this moment where I realized oh, the guy who always gets killed first is the one who's, like, the hero or tries to sure. escape. And I just remember, like, as soon as I couldn't get out of that door, I just, like, crouched down. At partially out of fear and partially hoping that I would like suddenly lunge at the guy. If some shit went <laughs> sure, out, yeah, like, you were getting into a like coiling yeah. like a viper. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sure, exactly. Preparing you, the attack. You mm-hmm. were getting into what they call a double threat position. Yes, sure. which is like on the one hand you could pounce, mm-hmm. on the other hand you could make yourself real small. Mm-hmm. Sure, I could tuck and roll. Yeah, uh, knock him down at the legs and just. You could maybe you could maybe waddle behind the cardboard cutout of the fry guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, here's what those here's were what the guys say. who loved fries. You, you got behind, <laughs> that was security at McDonald's, guys. <laughs> right? You got down, they had tasers, your, that's why they were called. On that. your hands and knees, directly behind the legs of the guy with the gun, in case one of the guys in your band wanted to push yeah. him. The classic boy band offensive teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Man, you have no idea how much, uh, how many times 98 degrees pulled that shit on oh, me. Man, yeah, they classic. That. Honestly, Jordan, you shouldn't have been pulling your gun. <laughs> 98 yeah. degrees so much. Well, they were talking in the Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They were. Don't pull I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend yeah. like I never pulled my never pulled my piece on O Town. Sure. <laughs> well, they deserved it. <laughs> they deserved it. That was a horrible show. So yeah, we lived. We lived to, to tell that story. And uh, you know. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about this R and B group that Kevin Me was in. Me too. How mm. many? How many parts? How many parts are we talking about here? There were six of us. Six. Holy we shit! We started out as six. We w- eventually went down to four. Mm-hmm. And we had four is more manageable. Four is more manageable. We uh, we could not get our shit together. How many members is the typical boy band? Five. Okay. Five. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, uh, Jodeci <clears throat> was like Jodeci, Men were like the four mm-hmm. type of thing, and then you got your uh, your new addition, new kids on the block. Uh, the, those like five. Five is the best number. Okay, how many are in ready ready for the world? Oh my, <laughs> we just get a name. Thirty, thirty guys, <laughs> sure. right? Sure. Uh, they were literally no, they were actually a band. Mm-hmm. Like, we were really just a singing group. Yeah. Like, okay. the Jacksons were a singing group. New Edition's a singing group. Boy, a boy band, the boy band thing showed up when New Kids on the Block came around. And uh, when they were put together. They were the first boy band. And you, of they course, were. you and your friends, you just came up singing, you know, huddled around an oil drum in the winter <laughs> Pretty in much. Alabama. Pretty much. Light a fire in that oil drum. That's what we did. You light a fire so you could stand around it and sing. Uh, you'd get arrested. Right, sure, rest sure. of the time. Sure. Uh, but we perfected that harmony. <laughs> we nailed it every time. So I guess I always think of boy bands as something that a manager or something puts together. Were you guys just buddies who love to harmonize? We were just dudes hanging out who were we – were, we started out as a 
dance crew. Okay. So there were a bunch of us, and then like there were four of us who would we you know we were, yeah we were just this dance crew, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we just started singing when we would hang out you know and uh, it was weird. So black said, guys do sometimes. He said as though that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd just be hanging out on the on the yard because we were in college, so we'd just be sitting around like yeah. We, we, we should, wanna... by the way, we should clarify that it was 1959. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was 54, actually. Was yeah, the name yeah. of your group the Orioles? <laughs> what what bird was your group named after? <laughs> the Penguins? We were, the so Seagulls? We had, we had three names. Uh, the first name was, uh, it was Four Now. With the number four? With the number four. Just four hyphen fact. now? Was just, this pre or post all four one? This was, uh, oh, this was pre... Next, I was say all for one. We're talking about. I was in seventh grade, so that would make that nineteen ninety three. So That's in about... love are we two? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. can't wait to say I do. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, so okay, so that was the first Warm. name. Now, did you have to change for now because you added new guys? No, we started when we started with six. That our name was for now. Okay, we didn't give a, a little shit. confusing, but that's we fine. We didn't give a shit. sure. Yeah, well, because well, six, the first six now sounds <laughs> yeah. Dumb. yeah yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, six six right now. No. Yeah, uh, we so we we were for now because someone when the uh, first time we performed, someone was like, "What's your name?" And I went, "For now, we'll just be for now." And I was being. Sure. I thought I was being clever and right. in the moment. It is clever. And then we forgot to actually make up a name and give it to him. So when we were introduced, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for now. And that's and- so funny because that is, I mean, that is a, like if I was doing, writing a sketch about a boy band, for now would be a pretty good name to give them. Yeah. 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 Except when they said it, like as the curtain raised, you could probably see me go, ah, shit. Like right as the, ah. and then we <laughs> launch into the, uh, so, but then we, then we became, um, then two guys left and we kind of. We, we we decided to become forces of nature for some reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that's a boy band name. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. forces of because everyone and that was us. with the number four. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, forces <laughs> of nature. Yeah. Four. <laughs> we were almost for a while, forceps we were four square. Of nature. Yeah. Yeah. We decided to drop forceps. the P. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> forceps has a fun ring to it. <laughs> the, the forceps. That's actually a good band name. Okay, yeah. Kevin. How many? Okay, so. Uh, Take take me back to the college. Quad. Oh, sorry. What was just real quick? What was the third one? Oh, Your forces a- alias, which is really just like a, a like an eighties a hair band name. Yeah, yeah, sure. That. That's yeah. yeah. That was not the strongest one. That was a bad choice. I personally, I like for now the best. Of I, those, uh, I always like forces of nature the best, but everyone thought it's that good. was the lamest. Yeah. Did you ever have matching jackets? We had matching uh, polka dot pants. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> did you buy, find them somewhere or did you have them custom? We did found you them. order no. them directly from what's that dude called? Quasi? <laughs> what's the oh, po- Kwame? Kwame. <laughs> uh, we should have. We, uh, I'm sure he's got. That's probably how he's making his money <laughs> right? now. He's got a website. Yeah, Kwame's p- polka dot pants. No, we went. We found him at a store, and we for some right. reason decided sure. we all have to have these. Yeah, I have a lot of my. I get a lot of my clothes at stores. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's it's weird. One of the best. They're all there. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think it'd be the place to go, but man, no. it works out all right. I mean, I think Jesse and I had a similar situation in mm-hmm. college when we. We're at the Big Five and saw those baseball tees. We're like, our improv group needs to wear these. Boom. Wow, yeah. we really did do that. No, totally. I have completely forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. we were at the Big Five in Santa Cruz. Wow. Real <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> baseball t-shirts for wow. everybody. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had a lot of Big Johnson t-shirts. Oh, wow. sure. When I was a kid. Liquor in the front, party in the rear? <laughs> yes. 
Poker in the rear. Oh, Excuse poker. me. Liquor in the yeah. front. Poker in the rear. Oh, they were disgusting. What were some other Big Johnson slogans? I can't remember now. My that go-to. My go-to for making fun of Big Johnson's uh, shirts is always liquor in the front. Poker yeah, in the rear. That was the one I remembered, but I. It's the know, cleverest. I thought it was so fucking funny. Oh, uh, Big Johnson's watches keeps a licking and takes and keeps on ticking. There takes a licking and keeps on ticking. There you go. Something. Anyway, I want to get back to this. I want to get back to. Uh, uh, foreplay. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so, that's, that's a little. Actual, that's a real band. Is it? I think so. I, I think bet it is. They're a, they're kind of a a more R and B soul. T- I think kind of jazz. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Like a Manhattan very, transfer. Right. Very quiet storm. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see that. Yeah. Like more like they'd open for Brian McKnight. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Sure. Um, okay. So uh, so are we talking about? You're putting on a sh- you're you're going on on the school talent show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's it's homecoming weekend and yeah. you're playing the big frat party. Yeah. Uh, are we talking about uh, Are we talking about acapella? You guys sing into a track. You guys got a band. We would uh, we would sit around and sing acapella a lot, uh, and then uh, but when we performed, we had like a track behind us. There was one guy who was like producing all our stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I let the record show that, as Kevin said, producing all our stuff. He did hand motions <laughs> that indicate producing That's like produce- someone at a at a big mixing board. Was the guy flipping switches? Sure, look like a look like a piano player, sort of in a, one of the posters. By uh, college poster artist Justin Bua. Sure. <laughs> well, he was a count. Right. And he, uh, he, but, but, uh, producer, I mean, he, all our tracks were on pipe organ. <laughs> right. Oh, so okay. Was, sure. uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, so we had... You could only sing under the light of the full moon. <laughs> we should sing, my children of the night. Yeah. We should explain that uh, Kevin's Kevin's group was him, two guys from the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and Paul Schaefer. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Schaefer yes. was playing the yeah. four different keyboards. And, when, and later you added John Tesh, who was surrounded <laughs> by keyboards. Yes. Uh, Paul Schaefer insisted that they play his hit song, It's Raining Men, hmm. which Paul Schaefer wrote. I Did he? I always forget that That's he wrote fun. that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Huh. We, and we, we, we sung the hell out of that song, too. You, it was really good. It was a big hit, all black college campus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but we had just back. You take tracks. that on a tour of HBCUs, right? Mm. Sure. They yeah. love it. Yeah. That's what we close with. <laughs> Morehouse, are you ready for it? <laughs> it's raining, man! No! Why do you no. do this to us? We are not there yet! Culturally! <laughs> We're not ready! Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we did that for a little bit, and uh, it was fun. We made a little... Uh, did you do dance moves? We did. Because you used to be a dance crew. I don't know if yeah, you know no, that. Yeah, no, we definitely did. Was I in a dance Yeah, I was in a dance crew. Uh, we definitely did some uh, some choreo. Put that out there. Uh, who was who was who was make, who was designing the who was designing the stage presentation? Um, it's a little bit of everybody. A uh, kind of a yeah. little pyrotechnics maybe. Yeah. One I guy th- knows a little magic. He's got that flash paper. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of us would just do card tricks uh-huh. to the side <laughs> sure. no, wow. while he sang harmony. <laughs> sure. And uh, so this yeah. was four guys <laughs> harmonizing and dancing, and then just a guy doing close-up <laughs> magic. That would be so fucking great. You don't like this? Here's something else. Here's yeah. just whatever, you know. It's the cute one, the one who could sing, and the magic one. <laughs> and the wizard. Yeah. Be like, stop. 
It's time for a super fast Rubik's Cube solving breakdown. Hey, ladies, as if you weren't wet enough already, oh, man. devil sticks. You know what? When I, when I solve Gush. just two sides on that uh, Rubik's Cube, the panties go a flying. Yeah. Panties to the ceiling. Sure. I would think that'd be kind of awesome to have a wizard in a uh, singing group. Yeah, I mean, you have the you have <laughs> one dude be a wizard. The bad boy. <laughs> you got the cute one. wizened. <laughs> With a long white beard and a Merlin. Yeah, just like a classic oh, Merlin. No, you know, uh, Arrested Development did that. Remember the band Arrested Development? Did they have a wizard? Oh, they, they have, have like, OJ. They had a, <laughs> no, an old they man. Just like a, OJ. Just an old guy they knew. Just, <laughs> they thought was wise. The elder, just be hanging out. <laughs> it just showed that, that it takes a community to make art. Sure. Yeah. Now, the, we, 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 we joke about the boy band archetypes. Mm-hmm. The... What are they? The cute one, the bad boy, the big yeah. brother. I need Brian to find out if Baba the... OJ is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing dead. I'm yeah, did you I remember his name? What? Did I have both Arrested Development albums? Yes, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, do you know which one you were? Mm. I don't. Um... Maybe you straddled two archetypes. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. What part did you sing? I was, uh, I mean, I didn't know. I just knew to, I usually sang like a, not bass, but Mm -hmm. definitely the deeper end of like the Mm -hmm. harmonies or whatever. I was like, we, see, here's the thing. Um, I, I feel like black singing groups didn't. Yeah, maybe that doesn't have that. That was a different thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. But because although that's not true, because even New Edition had like Bobby Brown, he was clearly the bad sure. boy, and then they had Ralph Tresvant, who was the high pitched kind of Michael uh-huh. Jackson guy, mm-hmm. like Joey McIntyre. Mm-hmm. But the thing about New Kids on the Block is that they were patterned directly after New Edition, right? oh, okay? Because their manager, I think he used to be New Edition's manager, yeah, and they cut him loose, and he's like, Whoa, I yeah. have an idea, what if I did that thing that was successful before? But without those black people, they yeah. white people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, and suddenly boy bands were all the rage. Mm-hmm. And uh, but like, so I was more like the the rendezvous of the group, okay. the guy who could sing some harmony, occasionally carry a you know a little melody, and I could also I could also rap. So I would drop in with like a you know sure. a flow. In, in the... You were dro- you were dropping little verses. Was, uh, yeah. Left and oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. Because what happened too is we were like we decided we should just. We're just going to do everything. It, like, our music slowly went more kind of hip-hop-ish, more Jodeci-esque. Sure, well, as, so, as New Jack Swing was uh, yeah. taking taking the nation. Yeah. Uh, but New Jack Swing was a kind of a different thing. Oh. Like, Teddy Riley took that, and that was a more... Um, you had a more classic R&B sound. We started with that. And then, like, Jodeci sound You didn't like all more... those clattering hip-hop drums. Oh, oh, God, the clattering of the drums. Sure. It was too much. Uh, but so yeah, we we kind of went, you know, and everyone was from like one guy was from Rochester, New York, uh, one guy was from Chicago. One, so there was a big East Coast flavor in the group, and they were a lot of those guys were into like hip hop and also underground like club music. So we had these weird, we were all over the place. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Wait, club music? Yeah, like like it's like the Chicago guy was like, oh, let's make some house records. Mm. Yeah, we we had a couple. It was weird. We had one guy from Baltimore, like. <laughs> I want to make the incredibly regionally specific dance music of Baltimore, <laughs> <That's it>. please. <laughs> that was exactly it. We tried. We had one song. We tried. The to guy from Washington D.C. is like, I would like to bring some go-go flavor to this <laughs> yes. endeavor, please. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, one country guy. <laughs> sure. Um, and the wizard just wanted to play the, the recorder. One, one hazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> <laughs> I think this song needs a little twang. Oh, it's a lot of George Jones covers. <laughs> I wish we'd had that guy in our group. Now, Kevin, I know this is... <laughs> he just goes, can I lay down a track for the ladies? <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> he just sings that grand tour by George Jones. Oh, my God. Hey, Kevin, I know this is probably hard to talk about, mm-hmm. but... No, it's difficult. When did you know it was over? When did you know that, mm. you know, mm. it had mm. run its course? Mm. 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 I'm going to say uh, yesterday. <laughs> I really, really? Ha- Do, hanging on to that conversation dream. with your manager. <laughs> we talked. My manager. This like, whole comedy know. writing thing is just to tide me over till the boy band takes off. <laughs> I talked to my manager. She was like, "You know, you're not in a singing group anymore, right? <laughs> that, that's been dead for a while. You're what? a successful television writer. Yeah, <laughs> quit telling people you're going into the studio." He's like, "You know that two of the people in your band are dentists, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, one of them uh, is a realtor. They actually <laughs> gave you your apartment." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody's got to have their side job or their, you know, their passion project. No, I knew it was over as soon as I, not as soon, like about a year, I think, after we all kind of, uh, we stopped. Some people, we left college and some, (laughs) you know. Did you uh, think you were going to be a college band or did you think, were you legit interested in being a famous band? We were legitimately like, we're going to do this shit. But we were terribly undisciplined and we had no, you know, like... I was. I would think I was the only one. Like, come on, we could really do this. And and uh, there was one other guy who was like, "All right, yeah, I'm with you." But everyone else was kind of losing more and more interest in like, working on, like, recording music and doing all that stuff. And so, but it was one of those things that we just it, at one point it was just this foregone conclusion. Like, well, yeah, we'll pull this off. Surely we will. Sure. What are the What are the odds? We're that invincible. We We're young people. We yeah, felt sure. the same. We felt the same way about our improv group. I mean, when we saw Drew Carey and Ryan mm-hmm. Styles on TV, we mm-hmm. thought, "There's no reason we can't yeah. do that." Once yeah. these Once these old fogies kick off, they're sure. going to give whose line is it anyways to yeah. us. We're next in line. Humor get, Force Five. Get your baseball shirts on, boys. Yeah. Get ready. Throw on them baseball tees. Wow. Did you wear the baseball tees with every? Was that all that the time? Was your every performance day. uniform. No, just for fun every day. Yeah. Just rocking them. Just, cause, just so people would know what set we were repping. Yeah, not to <laughs> fuck with us. <laughs> right. When we were on the quad. Yeah. Everyone got by the church in a hurry. Yeah, everybody. All the the drum out. circle in the quad cleared out when yeah. the improv team came by. That's right. Wow. Yeah, I guess improvers could be surly and scary. No. Yeah, goofy. I appreciate you yes-handing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's I'm very actually, good, yeah. I'm no. trying to think, have I ever known a scary guy who is also into improv? Like an intense dude, like I guess, a yeah. guy with a glint in his eye. Yeah. I guess maybe there's a lot of, like, maybe every improv group has one, like, cocaine dark, guy. I was going to say dark, <laughs> self-destructive guy. But, yes, cocaine guy, sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've Like heard... a guy who drinks a little too much at the after party. Well, there's, yeah, that guy. Sure. Sure. But, I, like, I feel like with stand-up, every once in a while you hear a story about the dude who ended up in jail. Sure. Who was like, oh, yeah, we all knew that guy, <clears throat> you know. But I don't. I don't know that I ever hear those stories with improv. Or, God, it's or... such a specific kind of little goofball that wants to do improv. Yeah, you know. And yeah, it usually goes with hey, being come on. like. I was a pretty big goofball. <laughs> That's true. You were taller. Yeah. <laughs> yes, All you right. were taller than the average uh, yeah. goofball. Yeah, I mean, it is like it, it. I think it does. The people who are interested in improv, there's it's a it's a sweet kind of nerd, you mm-hmm. know. And I think the stand up 
will attract the kind of broody artist type a lot. Yeah. Um, not exclusively, of course, but well, I think there's the... a certain fundamental antisocialness to stand up. Like yeah. it's a, there's a part of it that is, uh, and it's certainly not the not the you know dominant flavor of everyone's uh, personality. Sure. But there's a part of it that is like it is like the most social thing that you can do. Where you have complete control over all of the social situation, yeah. and also you're dominating mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, improv terrifies me, and are responsible to no one else. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's why it scares it scares me because there are other people that you could uh, you could sure. right, that can fuck up the show or that you can ruin you can the show fuck for. It up and I, yeah, I feel like it's it, it could be a domino effect. Like if I fuck up. Then that's gonna do something to throw you off. And yeah, maybe that that'll do. But you, know you didn't I mean? have a problem dropping a verse in the middle of a four-part harmony. No, I didn't. You're right. What the hell am I talking about, you guys? Yeah, I mean, you had those hot bars. No, you can't. Uh, I'm sure, there was a little improvising too in the boy band. Sometimes, you know, you go uh, low and you were supposed to go high. Sometimes you throw two roses into the audience. <laughs> sure, yeah. Mine. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you tear the shirt all the way open instead of just undoing three yeah. buttons. Can I tell you one time? One time I, I saw Al Green at the Concord Pavilion in, mm-hmm. in uh, the East Bay, and uh, Al Green at one point just had a fucking wheelbarrow full of roses on stage. Wow! Just boom, 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 It was great. It worked too. Mm. I uh, I was in a fashion show. Years ago, mm. me and my roommate, sure, we this sorority convinced us to do their fashion show. Well, roommate was Baba OJ, right? Mm-hmm. He was Baba Baba OJ, <laughs> and uh, he's around, still by alive, the way. good, still still casting those spells, doing those card tricks. Uh, <laughs> but we we came out with a briefcase full of roses. Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good move. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, but what we didn't know was uh, just a, sort of a fundamental. Uh, Tenet of of performing is you have you have to top the thing that you know. So he came out first, and he whips out these roses, and he starts handing them out to the ladies. Mm-hmm. And then I came out second, and I pull out my roses, and I had a briefcase too. And I don't know briefcase is had, a very classy way to transport those, by the way. Sure, but they had already seen the first guy's roses, so sure. I opened mine, and they were like. Yeah, okay, roses. Like, no one was impressed. You should have done slices of pizza. I don't know what... Yes. Just slice for you, slice for you, slice for you. And not like like a pepperoni, but like a meat lover's or a deluxe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or a full rotisserie chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just hurling rotisserie chickens. We had like a t-shirt can in this shot. Oh, man. Hey, ladies. Boom. <laughs> Hitting people in the then head. Then you blast out, the, then you bring out the gravy gun. <laughs> Jumping up to try yeah. and catch one. <laughs> Dinner's on me tonight. And then them just, then them just ripping them apart yeah. like hyenas. <laughs> Taking off their panties. Yeah. <laughs> Beasts. Not even t-shirts with anything. Just some old Hanes t-shirts. Sure. Shooting out at him. Here's a V-neck. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God. A beefy tee. Ah! Uh, all my old Big Johnson t-shirts. Here you go. Oh, ladies. yeah. Oh. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Jesse, go. Hi. My name's Dave. And my name's Graham. Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah, what do you want me to drink bleach? 
I'll do it. Yeah, Dave will drink bleach. If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Don't make Dave drink bleach. Just listen to the show. He will, but don't make him. Stop podcasting yourself. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kevin Avery, shadow accountant. Poof. Well, that was cool. good. It's fun. Yeah, that yeah. chambered. Yeah. Kevin? Have you, you had to have a nickname on a podcast before? I, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know why shadow accountant came out of my mouth. but that's It was great. Uh, Go with nice. it. It's it good. sounds cool. Yeah. Until you really think about what that would be. Well, you're breaking into places and setting the books straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, yeah. yeah. You know. Or you're part of a secret cabal of people who set the book straight. Yeah, in business. it's like, like he's there at you know in the morning. You know they come into the shogun's bedroom to draw yeah. his bath, mm-hmm. and he's dead, dead in his bed. Okay, and his attendant, it's like, what happened? What happened? And they look into his tea. Someone put a W two in there. <laughs> yeah, the shadow accountant. Yes, that really just sounds like an intern. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Someone who shadows that. the accountant. You know, I think these numbers aren't really right. Yeah. Should maybe should we check your expenditures again? That's that's what I do. Um, Kevin, how much of your house is used for business? <laughs> Here's my question for you. Sure. This uh, is the voice of the shadow accountant. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, nail it. Um, you're the host of a podcast that's exclusively about watching Denzel Washington movies. That is true. Um, you guys, you guys do any? Uh, non-film Denzel Washington? Any Saint Elsewhere? Any? We're we've done some TV movies, mm-hmm. uh, and we are going to do some Saint Elsewhere stuff. I want to know what is your what is your Denzel Washington sleeper? Um the the movie that like well when you say sleeper, look anybody like... can say oh yeah you like Denzel Washington watch yeah. Malcolm X yeah mm-hmm. watch no. whatever. Crimson Tide? Is it that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't that's know. One of my, one of my that could be a sweep. Maybe that's your sleeper is Crimson no, Tide. No, my sleeper is a movie called Out of Time. Oh. I don't even know how I discovered this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's about... Maybe it's because you host a podcast where you have to watch every <laughs> yeah. Denzel Washington movie. You think that's possible? It could be it. Uh, I saw it many years ago. And uh, it's about... You know, Denzel Washington is this uh, cop in... Uh, I can't, it might be Florida. I can't Wait, Denzel remember. Washington plays a cop? I know. Interesting. I, huh. Interesting turn for him. Um, he... is it, wait, but the cop isn't handsome, is he? <laughs> like handsome and charismatic, and you just want him to be your uncle or and he, something? And he plays by all the rules. Oh, my God, he is. <laughs> He's very by the book. He is. That is weird. Doesn't play by the rules. <gasps> this is what gets him into... I know. What? I know. <laughs> I know. You didn't see that coming, but he doesn't play by the rules. Uh, he cuts some corners. He... He he basically gets involved in a scam. Mm. He's trying to help uh, his girlfriend uh, play pay for some uh, cancer treatments, and he uses okay. drug money from, mm. from that he you know some some DEA bust money basically to he gives her, and turns out she was playing him, mm. and uh, he's got a you know. Uh, Everyone's coming after the money. They're looking for the money. They're trying out to out of time spoilers on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. And uh and well I'm not real I mean, come on. Sure. And yeah, uh for a thirty year old movie, I'm sure. <laughs> right. And uh so he You'd be surprised. People will get pissed about that shit. That is true. Yeah. But no one's gonna get pissed about out of time. Okay. Um 
But yeah, it's very the movie <laughs> you, to me. You you underestimate the amount that the internet can be pissed about something. Know, that's true. What am I saying? Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> I mean, you're new to this whole podcasting game. I know, right? I've people never, will find new oh, and interesting boy. ways to get pissed at you. Oh, boy. Do you I, think there's something that exists in the world that people have not gotten pissed about? Anything? On the internet. Yeah, that's a great question. I want to get back to Denzel, though. I need to talk. I need to finish talking. Oh, did you start? Do you want to say anything else about Out of Time? Well, no. It was just. It was just a a movie that resonated resonated with me because I used to have these day jobs as a cop. You were. You always felt like you wanted to break up this. You know, like what if you worked outside the system? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that was. That's why I became a cop. Right to work out to break the rules. Sure. Uh, I worked in these tech jobs that I hated and I didn't know anything about, and Mm -hmm. I didn't. When you know when I it was the day job when I was starting stand up, and uh, I would never do any work, and uh, I was fired from a lot of them. <laughs> but a lot of them I stayed in the job because I was constantly pretending to work, yeah, and constantly having to, um, I don't know, pull something over the you, like that thing where you say, oh yeah, no, it's done, it's it's almost done, and they go good because we're going to need it, you know, tomorrow morning sure. first thing, and then I got to rally and figure out how to convince these people that I have their thing, and that's. Uh, a main component of this movie where okay. he runs around his name is uh, uh, oh I'm blanking on the guy's name now uh, I wanted to say Whip Whitaker but that's the guy from Florida. John Copsworth thank you Matt, Lee Matt Whitlock Matt Whitlock and so Kamau and I often talked about me uh, Matt Whitlocking at work mm. oh. yeah. you know see what I like about Out of Time mm-hmm. I haven't seen Out of Time okay it's the follow up the spiritual follow-up to my favorite Denzel Washington movie, yeah. which is Devil in a Blue Dress. They share a director. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you said Out of Sight, I'm like, I think that's the other one that Carl Franklin directed yeah. with, with Denzel in it. You're right. I literally, like, if I could just sit around, if I was a show business honcho, mm-hmm. you know, like other people would, like, bring back Mr. Show, mm-hmm. which I guess they are bringing back Mr. Sure. Show, mm-hmm. and God bless them for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, li- I saw I saw one of those live tapings of the Bring Back Mr. Show. Boy, howdy, it was great. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I here's the thing. Like I think that I would spend my Hollywood money mm-hmm. on making more uh making more Walter Mosley movies <laughs> with uh Denzel Washington and uh you know, the basically the whole the, the whole Don Cheadle. Team, Don Cheadle's so amazing in that movie. Yeah. He's amazing he's in the, that movie. It's, it's really a Don Cheadle movie. Yeah, he just comes Washington in. He's like, in he it. comes in like three quarters of the way through the movie yeah. and is just like, um, excuse me, greatest movie star in America. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and handle this movie from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. His, literally, um, his character, Denzel kind of lets him, and that's what we talked about on the thing. Denzel sort of lets him do his thing, but also the character. The, his character is sort of controlling everything. He mm. comes in yeah. and he's shooting people and he's doing all kinds of shit he shouldn't be. How do you feel about Denzel's recent career trajectory, which I would maybe describe as takening? We <laughs> refer to that as old man action. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. LMA. Yeah. And uh, I, I enjoy How bizarre. It. I like the uh, I, I like the Equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I was excited about the Equalizer. I never I got fine. around to seeing it, but I, um, I bet I would like it. I I loved Unstoppable. 
the, the, <laughs> the train movie, him and Chris Pine. Yeah, people were running around on a train. I saw that movie when I had to do uh, – when I, I was doing press junkets, mm-hmm. like I was doing like goofy press junkets, yeah. and that was the time that I got to meet Denzel was uh, from seeing Unstoppable. You got to meet Denzel? Yeah, it was for four minutes. I got to sit across from him at the uh, <laughs> at the Beverly Hilton. Just bask. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, yeah, it was that doing that job was very weird. I mean, I think, um, you know, it, usually what happened is that you're not, you know, you get to see the celebrity, and it's it's humanizing because you know they're. Shorter than you thought, or they have a blemish, or their mm-hmm. shirt's not tucked in all the way, and like you know, you're. I feel like the thing I noticed was like, oh, this is you know, this is just a person, and I'm goofing around with them, and it's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was not. I was only blown away by a handful of people, and yeah, Denzel Washington was one of them, and he was great. He was really, really hilarious, and like, you know, all of my things were jokes. Yeah, you know, it was like, okay, I'm not going to ask you about. The director, I'm going to do a weird bit with you, yeah. and fucking dude just went with the bit. He was oh, great. great. Really funny, nice. Did gave me a little hug afterwards. He, oh, my God. You got a hug from Denzel? A little hug, yeah. Wow. He, I guess the only two hugs what? I've ever gotten in those things were him and Doug Jones, the guy who plays the monsters in all yeah. the um, Guillermo del Toro Doug movies. Jones is a hugger. That guy's like the sweetest guy on earth. Yeah. I interviewed that guy one time. He's just like he's just like one of those like effervescently sweet human yeah. beings. Wait, is that the green head, like the weird lizard yeah. looking guy with or the fish? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He, he, uh, uh, did Denzel give you one of those kind of like you know the kind of thing I'm talking about? Like a, it's like a smile, but then he kind of he kind of dips his dips his head diagonal like a like yeah, all right. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he did all of his moves. Oh! In the span oh, of the four minutes. I mean, you know, the the guy gets it. I mean, he's a movie star for a reason. He did all of his moves. Like, anything oh. you would do to do an impression of him, he did. You got he the he's like, I know power. what you want. You got the full breadth of Denzelishness. Yeah, it was really uh, him and, uh, yeah, like. We have to have you on our podcast now just to talk about a guy four who's minutes of meeting Denzel. Him. Yeah. I wish I could dig up that video. I usually don't did like to. Did you touch his butt while you were hugging him? No, Jesse, I didn't touch I his touch Did you his touch butt. Maybe, maybe just the small of his back? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I cupped the balls, guys. Okay. I'm a professional. Oh, wow. I cupped the balls. Because he enjoys that. That is beautiful. He enjoys that. That is so beautiful. <laughs> wow. I will say I have this weird period where I have this <laughs> I have this very high opinion of all these like super whatever movies because doing those press junkets was so fun. You get mm-hmm. to like see the movie early. They kind of yeah. whine and dine you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you'll get a dinner out of it. Sometimes you'll get, you know, free snacks. Is this swag. called the death race phenomenon? <laughs> the death race. You know, I have rewatched death race. I stand by it. I really <laughs> okay. enjoyed death Got race it. remake oh, starring Jason Statham. <laughs> And Tyrese. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Jordan is basically best friends with Tyrese. You should know that. Yeah, he yelled at me on the street once. He said, looking good. <laughs> uh, Tyrese recognized him. Entertains me to no end. Uh, anyway. Because um, it, it involves Tyrese, the most inter- entertaining man in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see you all yeah, look, look would good. Would you please? Yeah. Uh, yeah well, like, yeah. don't, let's not have a conversation. Like, just look at me like you're wondering where you know me from. Decide it's from. Decide it's not worth remembering, and just yell something. I'll just look at you, and then kind of ah, ah looking good. Ah, you walking. asshole. Okay. Yeah. Now, Kevin, could you do that again, but more? Be more beautiful, like spectacularly beautiful, like a like a almost too beautiful for okay. a human being. Let me give it a shot. Okay. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, yeah, now for the at-home listener, yeah, they can't it's working. see, but it's working. Just, the Kevin just pulled it off. <laughs> okay. Kevin just Tyreseed himself. In yeah, fact, he may, have, he may have gone past Tyrese all the way to Tyson Beckford. Whoa! Whoa. Wow. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrese to Tyson. Let's not say things we can't yep. take back. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, uh, w- uh, w- oh, so yeah, <laughs> I will say that, that that phenomenon of like really being like super pumped about a, you know, C plus movie mm-hmm. did not extend to Unstoppable. I was watching that going, oh, I didn't like that. Um, he's a guy running on a train. What more do you want? Um, he's unstoppable. Yeah, it's just felt like the train's unstoppable. Oh, you think oh, the train's unstoppable? Yeah. You learn that, that it's the well, it's the human you. spirit, the larger ideas that a man's bravery. The insights really, here are unstoppable. Yeah. It's really about that pickup truck that was racing alongside the train the whole time. That's that's what's unstoppable. Where is sure. it driving? I don't know. Who knows? doesn't matter. To a better it's life. Unstoppable. Oh, it's unstoppable. Gotcha. It's just unstoppable. Yeah. It's circling the earth. Toward a, a relationship with its lord and personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, did you guys watch – have you guys watched and discussed Two Guns yet? Yes. Yes and no. We haven't done the Two Guns episode. Sure, but it's um, come up. It, it has come up. Mm-hmm. We did like an early episode and then we scrapped it. And I think we talked about Two Guns. But we hadn't watched it. I think it was just the most recent movie we'd seen. And sure. so we kind of went in half-assed. Okay. And then we sort of reset. Um, so two, But we do it sort of alphabetical order. Okay. Uh, that's so a, that's as good a we'll, method as any, I guess. We decided instead of starting with the number two, we'll just make it a T. Okay. <laughs> two, uh, two out guns. It's good that you guys have thought this out. Yeah, we just fuck it. We're nice. not going to do this now. So we're on um, – we just did, uh, um, I guess, Inside Man. Oh, cool. Was the last – but sometimes, we don't always talk about the movie. Sometimes we just talk about him. Sometimes sure. we just you know talk about elements so of Denzel masturbation. Yeah, that's it. That's Inside all. Man's good. Yeah. Yes, it is. God, I would watch – if if I could like it, again, if I were the president of Hollywood, mm-hmm. all I would want would be fucking Inside Man is so deep in my wheelhouse. Yeah, like so deep in my wheelhouse. Fucking Scott Denzel is fucking beautiful. It has an incredible heist plot that yes. really works. Yeah. Oh, the perfect heist and Clive Owen doing it. Yeah. I mean. Oh. I you know look I know that Spike Lee feels like insulted that he that was his only success in the last fifteen years <laughs> and he wants to not do things yeah. like that because he wants to make beautiful art films and mm-hmm. uh, you know I was kind of I was interested in uh, the recent Spike Lee art film that I watched it was very arty um, what was that would you uh, the sweet blood of Jesus oh yeah that's <laughs> interesting. And uh, but, that is a good if you're writing a comedy sketch about an art film, that would yeah. be a great name for right. it. Uh, but but I have to say, like, uh, if Spike Lee just wanted to make like if basically if all movies were either Spike Lee or Steven Soderbergh just mm. making a really specific genre movie with either George Clooney or Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. I would be happy. Sure. You'd be completely happy. It was so weird that Spike Lee was good at that. I, like right. I feel like movies yeah. are so littered with like giving the giving the highbrow auteur guy a genre movie and him just fucking it up. And also like Spike Lee movies are so sort of they're so sort of Inert. tonal, yeah. tonal and shambolic. And yeah. like the fact that I mean I guess they just probably had a great super tight script. Sure. Spike Lee read it was like okay well I guess my job is to just make this beautiful and pace it well. Yeah. 
And, uh, and he did it. And he did an amazing job because he's amazing at making things beautiful. And he definitely put his stink on it. I yeah, mean, it was totally. not without its spikely moments in the movie. But yeah, I mean, it was so goddamn good. I mean, and all the, uh, just a ton of actors popping up in it. You know, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, <sighs> Denzel's partner. Ejiofor. He's like that's a cool. When anytime Denzel is paired with like a partner, it's always kind of exciting. Whether it's Chiwetel or, or or Don Cheadle or I just you know that the Denzel team up, ultimate Denzel partner. Who are you saying? It's got it's got to be um, uh, Cheadle mm-hmm. because yeah. even in flight when Cheadle shows up and is like and they're not he's not his partner <clears> but che- Cheadle still kind of shows up to like save the day a little bit like I'm going to help you get through this. Well, they're a good team because Denzel's superpower is his sort of laconic grace, mm-hmm. like the fact that he is so powerful and so calm. And quiet, he has this incredible quietude. Yeah. And then Don Cheadle is so amazing at that kind of, at that kind of, uh, he, you know, he 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 doesn't have to do a lot to seem coiled. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's just such a live wire without uh, without having to be like a big physical contrast mm-hmm. to, to Denzel. Well, it was interesting to see to watch uh, Devil in Blue Dress, where he is kind of larger than life and sort of amped up, and you know. And then see him in flight, and he's just real. He just kind of hangs back, and it's like, let me tell you what's going to happen here. This is why you're doing this wrong. This is why you're fucking up. This is what I'm going to, you know, yeah. like that type of uh, sort of very intense Don Cheadle. Is, it was super fun to see. Don Cheadle, Colin, good at acting. <laughs> Breaking. Um, the Cheadle, good at acting. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested to hear Spacey what you guys. does good voices. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about uh, Two Guns. That is a weird movie because it includes the awful, the usually awful modern movie trope of letting the guys do some improv and like clearly something that was really funny on the set just looks dumb in the movie. Oh, the did that happen? Uh, well, in, I have to see it again. Yeah, it's kind of the Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man situation of like, oh, there's a little part where they just let him goof around. And uh, like it kind of ruins. Shut you know, up, really... Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, you are not funny. Where did you not like Robert Downey <clears throat> Jr. improvising? Give me something specific. Oh, boy, there is. Real life. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Yeah, in <laughs> interviews and public appearances. Uh, just don't talk. Yeah. There's, uh, God, this, you know what? I have a specific thing, and it really bugs okay. me. Because and... I love all these movies. Yeah, not yeah. all of them, but I'm yeah. I I, I in general yeah. like all the Marvel yeah. movies quite a bit, but yeah. uh, but these these little parts pop up. They're just like, ah, why? Like clearly this was funny to you on set, but mm. why did you include this? Yeah. Um. Uh, he goes. <laughs> it's okay. It's like the end of Avengers. Okay. And first Avengers. Uh, first Avengers. Okay. And it's like they've beaten back the guys. Everybody's exhausted, and he says like, "Hey, you know what do we? What say we?" Uh, I know this great little shwarma. place on Third makes shawarma. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but we should get it. So clearly, the line in the script was, "I know this great little place on Third. We should go get some shawarma." You know, funny mm-hmm. de-heightening from the action yeah. that just happened. Robert Downey Jr. is like, "Oh, I'll say I don't know what that is because that's a foreign word." And they left that. In the, it just. It, <laughs> I just. Why I'm, is he suggesting it if he doesn't? Yeah. Know what why it is. exactly? Why? Yeah. Why do you know? Why do you know? Why do you know where the restaurant yeah. is? Yeah. What they serve? How to pronounce it? But you say you you don't know what that is. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. Am I too mad about this? Yes. You are. Should I have forgotten about this? Of course. Uh, no, nah, you're over. just right. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is annoying. I. I. But yeah, I think he's like he's so good as that character. But those little. 
those little goof around moments just like ah uh, there's it's just an annoying hollywood guy underneath i'm glad there. he really stood up to those independent film people oh boy <laughs> finally oh, someone has the taken those courage guys down to speak peg. out against people who aren't making enough money uh, anyway, so I was uh, my point about Two Guns was that it is full of that shit. Like yeah. it's Robert, it's Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. doing Already a pretty cool weird. action movie, but having these like banter moments that are clearly loosey goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't hate them because those guys are great. Yeah, so. they're two of the greatest. They're two of the greatest and funniest movie stars who one presumes are not funny at all. No, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, couldn't think of a funny thing to say or anything. Mm-hmm. No one thinks Denzel's funny, but he, I know he can be very funny. And Wahlberg, yeah, you don't expect him to be funny. I mean, I, I well, like... Wahlberg and Denzel, if you give them character funniness, they will nail the shit out, out of it. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Wahlberg, we know, could be... If he was funny in... Uh, uh, what was the one that he... Wasn't he nominated for... Uh, the Departed. Was no, he nominated I'm, for? I don't know. Yeah, I thought Maybe that Brian was a weird thing. Where like, holy shit, Mark Wahlberg got nominated. Or, I could be totally yeah. wrong, but uh, he was great in that. He was funny in that. Um, that is one of those things, though, where uh, I it's there's the Denzel team up, and then there's the weird Denzel team up. And I could not wrap my brain around Denzel and Mark Wahlberg appearing in a movie <laughs> it's until very I saw him. Weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, it works. I mean, I mean, it. Yeah, it helps that they're the two. Mm-hmm. Two of the greatest guys to point a camera at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the big things that makes it work, at least from my perspective, is you know it's sort of an unlikely friendship in that one of them is. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of like what the one of them is like a black guy. Yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. other one is more of a. Kind of help me here, Jordan. Thinking of uh, Caucasian, yeah, like yeah, a sure. like a whiter, like, like a, a white man, kind of guy, yeah, sure. and so you wouldn't expect them to be mm-hmm. friends or work together. Yeah. It's crazy though, and there's you... like a cultural, <coughs> there's a frisson you get mm-hmm. from that. I mean, yeah. it was that was one of the first movies that I ever saw that sort of exploited that frisson, especially mm-hmm. in the kind of action comedy genre. I thought it was cool that you never knew which one was white. And which right. Was white. <laughs> that was cool. You just were until like, well. That, well, until the post-credit sequence. Ah, yes. Sure. Yes. Then. <laughs> and Samuel like, L. Jackson oh. came out and said, that guy's white. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you got to stay for the post-credit <laughs> sequence. Sure. Oh, Thanos comes out says, fine, I'll do it, I'll myself. Do it myself. Be black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we'll you be back. Thanos is black. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Bikini season. Volleyball time. Hot dogs and hamburgers. Get ready to the Olympic dive. Fourth of July. Are you ready for rollerblading rain time? That's right. It's Aaron and Brian from Throwing Shade. If you didn't know from that very clear intro, we, we take a look at issues involving ladies and gays, and we treat them with much less respect than they deserve. So watch out, punks. So hey, download us and take us to the beach while you're doing your summertime fun. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, employee detective. Kevin Avery, cardboard box thief. Gotta get them boxes. We're moving. Get out behind the convenience store. Cardboard boxes. My son right now. He literally every day he says to me, "Dad, can you make me a rocket ship so big that I can fly in it?" 
his. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at your son's dreams, <laughs> but they're a little silly. That was uh, they're a little silly. No, how do you let him down easy? Yeah, he, his issue. His thought is that the reason he's not flying is that you haven't built something big enough yet. Right, like the the standard box size of yeah. rocket ship that we make for him. Standard cardboard box yeah. rocket ship. I think uh, that is uh, the plot to a great film. A man decides, I'm going to build my son that rocket It starts off, you think he's just going to build a sure. cardboard boxing, and no, that guy is really in his front It's yard. too dangerous. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Let him burn. It's a Noah's Ark kind of <laughs> he's thing. He's really building a rocket in <laughs> yeah. his front yard. Neighbors are angry. My son will die on the moon. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, wow. That would be great. You're mm. training your son. Yeah. Kevin Costner's too old to play that role. Who's going who's gonna to fill those shoes? The ghost of Kevin Costner. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. Well, now wait. Will he play the father or the baby? Oh, maybe it'll Kevin be a, Costner will play the baby. Maybe it'll yeah, be like the Wayne's Brothers classic, <laughs> Little Man. Yes, <laughs> where I think they that's get what a do. they get a little person, a little person actor, superimpose yeah. Kevin Costner's face. Sure. Yeah. Keenan, we need a meeting. We've got a pitch for you. <laughs> uh, put a bunch of dips on him. Is that it's what you your, call it? It's his opera. It's his dieties. Dieties. Okay. You can call them dipes, though. I called them dipes. dipes. First, I, I started with dips. <laughs> yeah. Well, my son does does do a lot of dip. <laughs> he dips. Yeah. He dips sure. a lot. That's just because he's a minor league baseball player. Oh God, I I did that momentarily when I was with the Boy Scouts. What? That's who taught me how to. In the Boy Scouts, yeah. you were... did you get a merit badge for it? No. <laughs> for gum I mean, disease, you, you make. You make your own. Yeah, okay. Make your own. You, spit. Yeah, just... you spit on your sash. It's my tobacco <laughs> merit badge. The mouth cancer yeah. uh, merit badge. Okay, yeah. J- Jordan, I have some news. I need to share this news. Okay. Because we're already an hour into the show. I mm-hmm. haven't shared this news yet. So this last... news better not be a snooze. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, well, I'm going to try it out. Sorry. i got nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, nice. Well, whatever you choose. <laughs> <laughs> Flues. No Jews. <laughs> <laughs> no Jews. What's better, no Jews or flues? Either um, I've no flues is the Whoopi Goldberg internet cu- uh, currency from <laughs> Web 1.0. You guys, have I mentioned to both of you that I really like your shoes? <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you very much. We like your thank shoes. You. Uh, I'm only talking to one of you. You're both both gonna have to choose. <gasps> <gasps> See what I did? Guys, guys, I gotta get home. I'm making some stews. Various stews, multiple stews. <laughs> cooking some stews. You don't make one stew. You make several stews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here's you make the... a week of stews at once. Uh-huh. So Put them Jordan, in the freezer. What? Um, I think any loyal Jordan Jesse Go listener knows mm-hmm. that a few months ago, while riding in an Uber car. Mm-hmm. In a in frigid East Coast weather, mm-hmm. while wearing a T-shirt, mm-hmm. your driver turned to you and said that you look like a real summer boy. Yes, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> summer boy. I think we all oh, know. Boy. We all know that. And last week, the topic of summer boys came up mm-hmm. on the program. Mm-hmm. And as you know, our producer Brian Fernandez is good at more than just screening calls, editing audio. And laughing outside the booth in a way that makes a small minority of Jordan Jesse Go listeners unduly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a gifted graphic designer. At the end of last week's program, uh, I got home and Brian had already had sent me this email. Forgot to mention this to you. Uh, how do you like this summer boy T-shirt that I just designed? <laughs> Um, let me say, mm-hmm. Brian designed an exceptionally good Summer Boy t-shirt. Okay. And 
it just so happens that summer is just over the horizon. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to leave a single person in the Jordan Jesse Go listening audience unprepared for what is clearly going to be the theme of summer 2015, mm-hmm. which is Summer Boys. Mm-hmm. Summer Boys. Go to Max Fun Store right now. Order your Summer Boy T-shirt or tank. Mm. You got to show those guns. Yeah, sun's out, guns See, out. I just assumed it would be a tank. We got tanks and tees. Yeah. Look at you Depending guys. on the quality of your guns. Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. This is limited edition. Oh, man. Two-week order period only. Oh, wow. Starting from the day this episode comes so out. So I would get on that. Yeah. So Matt, go to MaxFunStore.com. If you blow it, you'll never be a true summer boy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> And you'll be uh, uh, you'll go through the entire summer without being a summer boy. Yeah. And that would be dreadful. And we, I just want you know we should probably say a, a brief word about gender. Right. Is that a it's summer... a, it's not a binary. It's no. A, it's a spectrum. Yeah. And you know no matter how you identify. Right. Whether you're a summer boy isn't about a you know a penis or a vagina or what you consider yourself. Right. It's a state of mind. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Island. Sure. You know, it's a great analogy. It's like t- here's an example. I'll give you an ex- Jimmy Buffett based <laughs> example. Let's say that you're at the Jacksonville airport. Okay, with you. And you're feeling stressed out. You're on a business trip. You're going to speak at TEDx Jacksonville. Um, you know, you're worried. At my what if my presentation goes over 16 minutes? What if there's not a moment of counterintuitive surprise? Mm-hmm. Um, you but know, if there's not one more thing, yeah, um, that's Apple. I know. And you're sitting at the gate. I know. And you think I need to take a moment for myself. I need to escape the world that I'm in and go to a different world. Like feel, metaphorically speaking, feel my toes curling on a sandy beach. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then you go to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville restaurant in the Jacksonville airport. Yeah, and have yourself. Whatever, a margarita, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> chicken, chicken tenders, chicken maybe. Chicken tenders, sure. Coconut <laughs> shrimp. Coconut shrimp probably sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, maybe a chicken quesadilla. <laughs> oh, that sounds good right now, actually. Fajita. That would be good. That would be good. Just got to all that cheese in it, so it'll melt. Quick word about the margaritas at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Yeah. They're real good. Are they really? Yes, they're Are real they? good. Huh. Yeah. They're um, great. Let's say you need that, but you're not in the Jacksonville airport. Mm-hmm. If you have one of these T-shirts, summer comes to you wherever you are. And not just summer in terms of the literal physical weather, although this T-shirt will change the weather. <laughs> it will bend the weather. <laughs> sure. So, so it will move. A day that would have been 65 will become 70. I'm not saying that yeah. it's going to go from 65 to 85. It will bend, not break the weather. Each shirt contains... A thread made from the destroyed coffin yeah. of the Flash Villain Weather Wizard. Wow. <laughs> That's why it I can change going, the weather. Wow, going, that was so complicated. I thought you were going Storm from the X-Men, but... Uh, oh, she's still alive. Yeah, also, spoiler alert, Weather <laughs> yeah. Wizard is dead. Sorry, guys. Great. I didn't mean to, Great. to break it to you that Weather Wizard is dead. Huh. Okay. I don't know if he's dead. Too late, man. Yeah. Wait, you don't know if Weather Wizard is dead? I don't. You just asserted that he was dead? Yeah, and then we used his coffin to make the shirts. Do you or don't you know that Weather Wizard is dead? I do not. I don't know that. Okay. Are we talking about the TV show? 
I don't oh, know. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't think oh this out. God. How about each T-shirt comes with a, a swatch of a game-used jersey from Ozzy Smith, otherwise known as the Wiz? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So go to MaxFunStore.com right now. You'll get your collectibles. You'll get your weather-bending powers. And you will get a new state of mind. It really is a super cool-looking T-shirt. Brian did an amazing job. Very simple. Uh, it's it's kind of it's got a kind of tropical, slightly tropical color scheme, but not so tropical that it would be difficult to wear in a non-tropical context. Sure, so you can you blend know. no matter what the weather is. Well, I mean, the weather's going to be a little better if you put on this mm-hmm. shirt, both True inside and out. At MaxFunStore.com. Two weeks only. Order it, or forever regret your choices. Sorry if you waited a long time to listen to this podcast. You're fucked. Yeah. That's, fuck you. So why you gotta oh, I the started. Comes out. Don't email us in 2019 and say, "Oh, I started from the <laughs> beginning and I just caught up and I heard about the I heard about Weather Wizard dying. <laughs> 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 I heard about the Summer Boy T-shirts." <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. Hashtag this show. R.I.P. Weather Wizard. <laughs> man, can I tell you? I knew this guy and I literally met this guy two times. But there was this thing called. Uh, uh, there's this thing called Youth Radio in Oakland, and um, this guy who was like he was like a he's like a program graduate who's like a he was like a, a senior counselor type at this thing like mm-hmm. maybe he was like 19 um, or 20 okay. you know something like that and uh, he was like super social I met him at some public radio thing and his his name was the Wiz. And what? I was like, "What?" And he totally pulled it off. Like mm. he was like so genial and like and like fun. He was sort of like sort of remind you of like Keenan Thompson or something like that. Wow. And it was called the Wiz. He said he introduced, "Hey, what's up? I'm Wiz." Oh, you Oh, so wait, W H I Z or W I Z? No, W I Z, I think. <clears throat> That's dope. Guys, I, I know what... it's dope. dope. If you can pull that off, come on. Give I think me a Weather break. Wizard's okay. I just looked on his Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, thank God. Well, okay. <laughs> Oh, thank God! We could rest. I, I, I'm saying thank God that the Wikipedia editors made time put <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> together a nice page for the Weather Wizard. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Captain Cold, on the other hand, some notability Wait, complaints regarding. Oh, sorry, he was hit by a truck. Significant notability complaints require, re, regarding the Jordan Jesse Go page, but Weather Wizard <laughs> is safe. <laughs> Okay, go to MaxFunStore.com. Let's do momentous occasions, shall we? When something momentous happens to you, our listener, we have you call us at 206-984-4-F-U-N. It's going to be tough to uh, to top uh, Party Barge. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's take a listen to what we've got. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. Um, well, I had a bit of a shocking momentous occasion today when I was... Commuting to work as in normally by walking up 7th Avenue in Midtown Manhattan when a police horse assaulted me. (laughs) I was listening to my podcast and all of a sudden a giant police horse nose was on my shoulder. (laughs) It went (laughs) and Sai had a huge disgusting snot to deal with on my shoulder and my handbag and the cop just walked away. I believe the police in this country are truly out of control. This is the that evidence we've been waiting for. Yeah. Good night. They're really yeah, the the <laughs> the typically unblotched uh, record of the police department. You know, now the has last... a minor 
a minor infraction. The last couple of years, the the last like year, two years, <coughs> I've heard a lot of people saying things about abuse of power in the mm-hmm. police department. And he, here's what I'm saying, Kevin, and I'm sure you're with me on this. Sure. Show me the evidence. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? No. Show me the evidence. I want to see some evidence that these trusted members of our community might occasionally uh, work outside the bounds of uh, law and morality. That's all you're saying. And yeah, but previously it was just a bunch of. I'm so glad that we finally got confirmation mm-hmm. that these police are, are out of control, and I hope that Mayor Mayor De Blasio <laughs> does something about this. You well, know when what I mean? The horses get in on the action too. You know, there's a problem, right? I wouldn't have believed it if these horses hadn't started. Yeah, snotting on people. Do you think disgusting? Can I ask you a question? Do you think that President Barack Obama is more or less likely uh, to take on this issue because of his cultural background? I'm referring to his time in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, I think I think he, he would have to. Right. I think he would have to. And, Kevin, I don't want you to feel like you have to speak for all horse lovers here. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, I right. understand. Uh, but when there's horse snot involved right i think the people are going to be at the gates mm-hmm. of the, right. the white house has gates right sure okay the they're going to be at the at the portcullis of the white house they're going to be <laughs> right. at that drawbridge mm-hmm. yeah. right uh angrily <laughs> they're going to be swimming through that moat past those crocs they're coming at you uh they're going to be riding to dodge the boiling oil yeah yeah <laughs> uh, they will be at the, in their catapults being sure. launched over the fence sure uh, and trebuchets yeah they're 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 going to want an- they're going to want results and answers. No matter what war machine they may be using, <laughs> whether orkin, be, no, elvish, dwarven, whether uh, they're they're flown into the White House and dropped there by uh, those giant eagles sure. from the, the Lord of the Rings. Sure. Those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, whether they drop in inside of an elephant in a sort of crazy Greek <clears throat> myth version of the film Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Operation Dumbo Drop was all about. Uh, right. People rallying against was, horse snots. The siege of Troy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the meta narrative of right. Operation Dumbo Drop. Why, why do we still remember that Operation Dumbo Drop existed? It's just one of those like they do movie that? titles, you know, that that sticks with you because it's so insane. They burn that movie into our brain. <clears throat> yeah. Is Operation Dumbo Drop or large? Which one? <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop and Larger Than Life. Which one has Janine Garofalo? Which one has Bill Murray? I don't. I don't oh. know that either has either. I, I you know, I couldn't tell you anything about Operation Dumbo Drop other than it existed. Dennis Leary is in Operation Dumbo Drop. One of them definitely good casting. Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray might be in Operation Dumbo. No. What, I, what was the other one? Janine Garofalo. No, but who, what was the title of the? Uh, larger than life. I don't remember that. Two. Yeah. It was like it was like when the two asteroid movies came out at the same time. <laughs> Is it two I'm elephant movies? I'm gonna say that Dennis that that uh, Bill Murray was in Operation Dumbo Drop. Okay. Because I don't remember Ginny and Garofalo being. In, I never saw either of those movies. Though. Well, listen. I'm gonna take this opportunity to say say my piece. Okay. Which is. When it comes to lesser Bill Murray movies from the lowest point in his career. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot worse than the man who wasn't there, which is actually really funny. <laughs> I don't know what that movie is. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the like respectable, that was respectable like spy, mid-period spy Bill Murray parody. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. The man who wasn't there. I've heard of it. it it's right around the right. time of Space Jam cameo. 
Oh. That's like what period in in the Bill Murray in the Operation Dumbo Drop era. <laughs> <laughs> but the man who wasn't there was a Bill Murray. Like he, that was his. I really hope lead. I'm getting the name of this movie right. Yeah. Are you confirming that for me, Jordan? I yeah, I think I know which one you're talking okay. about. It's the one where he he it's bumbles like spy, his way he, into it's a bumbling uh, spy movie. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really funny. Hmm. There you go. Okay, great is strong. It's it, very enjoyable mm, and very. Gotta funny. put that at the top of the next. The Man Who Knew Too Little. Uh, I knew The Man Who Wasn't There is the wrong name. Okay. Oh, that's the Coen Brothers. That's the Coen Brothers movie with, um, uh, with Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. And then Aliens at the end for and, some reason. And how un- and me being really uncomfortable at uh, how erotic I find like a 17-year-old Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Well, that was the idea. Yeah, so, I know. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it can't worked. blame it was, yourself too, too much rough, for that. A little rough. Yeah. By design, as they say. Um, okay. Here we go. Uh, telephone call uh, number two. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go, Sunny D. Now, here's the thing. Me and my boyfriend have been in an open relationship. We've been doing it for about a year. I'm absolutely in love with him. There's no, gonna, it's not going to be like that. But I've been the one getting action. He's just no. not. Surprise. You're kidding. No. You're kidding that me. he's good at. And I knew that when I started dating him. And that's so bad of me. But... But my momentous occasion is that my boyfriend got laid. Oh, boy, did he get laid. And the part two to this momentous occasion is that I was really afraid that it'd be like, as a black woman, I was afraid that it'd be like some skinny white chick. And I like that. That was terrifying. No, it's just this like thick little black girl. And he said she looks like me. So my momentous occasion is that I permanently changed my boyfriend's type in women. Oh, thanks, guys. This is a really powerful and beautiful moment for something. Yes. Yeah. This is so complicated. <laughs> yeah, fraught. Hey, boy, okay. <laughs> so she, Should we just end the show? Do we have enough information Like permanently, about like about never the do the podcast again. He's got to be white, right? Yes. Seems like it. Yeah. Yes. Is she talking? The way she's talking about him, it seems she's like the mm-hmm. once you go black. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like that's what that's the phenomenon she's describing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like he's never going back. Can I ask you guys a sort of related question? Sure. <laughs> Shoot. I I don't watch. A Have lot- I gone black? <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch a lot of television commercials. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of TV on, you know, live on TV, like yeah. a lot of people these mm-hmm. days. But um, typical millennial, right. I know, right? Ugh, um, Binge watch Snapchat. We are yeah, so yeah. oh boy, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, selfie on fleek. Jesse, continue. Nice try, new edition. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, uh, I, 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 but it just so happens mm-hmm. my favorite basketball club is has is been participating in the National Basketball Association's playoff series. Okay, which is like a series of games that they play amongst themselves to determine who will be the champion for the year. I like that you call them a club. Yeah, it's team. A, it's a club of uh, basketball enthusiasts, highly yeah. skilled basketball mm-hmm. fans. There's an Australian man. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun. It's a fun group of guys. Mm-hmm. I'll just say this: it's a fun group of guys. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sharp shooting, great passes. They really know how to come off the screen. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I've been watching television commercials. Uh, has there ever been a television commercial where uh, there is a couple in the commercial, 
and the woman has darker skin than the man. In the history of television commercials. Oh, boy. <sighs> Tough for me. I mean, I just don't see color, so I mean, <laughs> right. I'm a bad I guy to ask. Yeah. So. I feel like there are... I feel like there are so many interracial uh, couple commercials now relative to even 10 or 15 years sure. ago. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and it's clear they've, like, made a prior. They're like, we're going to have interracial couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But literally the first time that I – the next time I see uh, even a dark-skinned African-American woman with a lighter-skinned African-American man yeah. will be the first time in my <laughs> life. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, they there's the weird thing where they uh, they like to play with the ambiguity, the am, ambiguous mm-hmm. ethnicities, you know, so you don't know. So there may be like a uh, – there's one commercial I'm thinking of where – I can't remember what it was for, but it was like you're looking at this woman and you can't tell what ethnicity she is and um, – but you know what her beer is. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Miller yeah. Chill. That's right. Uh, but God, I would love a Miller Chill right about now. <laughs> be so good. Let's all get some. Let's all get a chill. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, they, there's there. Well, they do this in movies where they play around with like the black guy, but they put the the we're not sure what she is. Right. Uh, sure. Pair him up. You know, like Will Smith. And sure, Eva Mendez, put her like a dark-skinned Puerto Rican woman. <laughs> yeah, you can't do like a like a romantic comedy with a black guy and just a white woman. Like I think a lot of times Hollywood's afraid to do that. So, oh yeah, you know. Well, she's not white, but she's not black. So yeah, I, th- I think that's you know that's the good a good way to have it both ways is you can you can you know you can show that you are you know scoring one for diversity, but also not piss off rednecks. Yes. Yeah. Or not, you know, not anger them violently. And that's so. who's going to movies. Sure, rednecks. That's All what the, the four, there's the four quadrants. Sure, yeah. yeah. They are. There's teens, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, couples on date night. Yeah. I think Rednecks it's... and wizards. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whether and otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but specifically R&B, R&B withers, wizards. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You have, there's four quadrants of <laughs> wizards, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have R and B wizards. Yeah. You have weather, weather wizards. Standard Merlin. <laughs> Merlin wizard. Sure. I like that there could be redneck wizards out there. <laughs> redneck yeah. wizards. Well, the grand wizard. I cast this spell upon wizards. thee. <laughs> grand wizards is the fourth category. <laughs> All grand wizards. No other member wizard. of the clan, just grand wizards. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're the only ones permitted to see films. Yeah. 206-9844-FUN is our phone number. 206-9844-FUN. Email us at jjco at maximumfun.org. If you want to make some cool marketing materials for for movies based on our four quadrants. If you want to. Do you have an idea for a film that appeals to weather wizards? Wow. It's a movie about the Flash dying. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Disico. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Kevin Avery, Radioactive Falcon. Sure. Shouldn't have gotten up in that uh, reactor. No, no. 
But I'm, that's the problem with well, being a Falcon. Those superpowers. You're, you're always flying in reactors. Yeah. I know. And jet engines. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Might be mice in there. Yeah. Oh, Who knows Gotta where get those mice. I live in fear of a bird flying into the uh, uh, into the fuselage of a plane that I'm on. It's a concern. Yeah, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, well, you know, planes have a couple of different engines usually, so you don't have to worry about it too much. It would just be noisy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying, you're still concerned like about the, trying to sleep yeah. on the plane is my problem. You're concerned about the clatter. Yeah. That's like why you don't like Teddy Riley productions. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a plane. You're trying to watch Paul Blart 2. You're like, God damn it. I don't want to listen to Jam by Michael Jackson. It's too many rhythm tracks. Too that many trebly rhythm tracks. song eventually grew on me. Jam? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to Dangerous the other day, and I was like... I wasn't quite ready to like – it still sounds a little bit too dated to me. Oh, yeah. Incredibly dated. Cause, well, because it's so profoundly dated. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, but I'm a little bit into it too. Yeah. Like I kind of – I kind of like it. Like I rem- – oh, because at the time – Look, we're wrapping this show up. We're not going <laughs> to sure. get involved in a whole exegesis. Next week. Next week. A whole exegesis about uh, mid-late period Michael Jackson. <laughs> but, like, the problem with Dangerous was, like, that was really the end of New Jack's – like, he, he, he got with that stuff yeah. at the very end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it already sounded almost dated by the time that album came out. He had the same problem as Stevie Wonder. Where they kind of took the, they just said, "How much? Well, can we put more? Can we layer it with more percussion? Right? Just anything? You got right. a pot you want to bang or something yeah. like that? Or you know, like that was their that album is filled with snaps and <laughs> but and, it's kind of cool. And Michael's doing all those weird noise making yeah. weird noises. He loves making noises. I think it's great. It grows I'm on all you. for it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Kevin Avery, uh, you can find his jokes on the Home Box Office Network. Sure. Um, Again, call your cable provider. Uh, they'll they'll set you up. Or, or get HBO Now. Or just get HBO Now, which that. is a digital service. Yeah. It's great. You know, that'll stream HBO directly to your home personal computer or your television set-top box. Yeah. Or you just stay out of the After Dark tab. Trust me. Okay. No, trust me. Too the sexual? late night tab. Ooh, Too yeah. sexual. There is some. There's some stuff on there that I would. I would not want my kids to see. Really? You no. Know, I would not want my kids to see it. Why do you usually show your kids? I <laughs> close ups of penetration. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Gotcha. You will you not see any of that not, in the late night tab. You don't like that. There's no penetration. No. I would just there's imagine no the genitals. late night tab is just ghost stories. <laughs> the guy with a flat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just Paul scary. Giamatti with a flashlight yeah. into his face. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of porn. Yeah. It's just stuff about overnight jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like third the, shift work. Yeah. <laughs> Nurse shows. <laughs> nursing shows. <laughs> Talk about working at a quarry. <laughs> Night quarry. Shows about being a longshoreman. Night quarry with, with Harry Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> That's and where John Harry Anderson's up yeah. to now. Yeah. Night quarry. <laughs> just bull breaking rocks. Working on my night rocks. Kevin Avery is also one of the hosts of Denzel Washington show. <laughs> I wish there was just a Denzel Washington show. We can watch him weekly. Denzel Washington show. It's a show about Denzel Washington. Sure. Uh, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. I mean, you could just search Denzel Washington. Probably could. And click on the podcast tab. Or Denzel will just show up. 
<laughs> if you search hard enough. Hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> yeah, hey. Who wants a Miller Chill? Someone looking for me? <laughs> Man, how cool would that be if Denzel came out to your house and started handing out Miller Chills? Oh, my God. Can I say, I I don't, you know, Kevin, you don't know this, but I don't drink. Mm-hmm. I prefer if Denzel would come to my watch, uh, come to my house and maybe hand out Pena Fells. I mean, either way. Hand out what? Pena Fell. What the hell is that? It's from Mexican soda. Oh. Nice, it's like a it's like a mineral water soda. Sounds refreshing. It's very. Oh, I mean, he could bring jaritos if he wants to bring jaritos. I'm cool with that too. Whatever he wants to bring is cool. If he wants to bring a a sangria mundial, mundial, <laughs> mundial, if mundial. He wants to show up and just say, "I brought the ice." That's yeah, fun. yeah. That's pretty dope. That guy, you know. dude. You know what? I, I bring? don't have an ice maker. Can I tell you something? It's about, convenient. Can I tell you something about Denzel? Mm-hmm. You know what I bet that dude has at his house? What ice maker? Pebble ice maker. Ooh, uh, that's the good ooh. shit. That's the good what shit. Is that? What pebble is that? Pebble ice? You don't know about pebble ice? No, I don't. Dang, son, you got to get on that pebble ice thing. Oh man, pebble ice it's, is where it's at. Sounds like I need to. Pebble ice is where it's at. Our friend Ben Harrison from uh, uh, the Let's Drink About It podcast. Uh, he and his wife are getting married. They they looked into. Uh, he and his fiance are getting married. They, they looked into getting themselves a pebble ice machine. Mm. Turns out they cost like $8,000. Money well spent. That's why only the sweetest burger joints have pebble ice. <laughs> if I ever meet Denzel Washington, I'm going to ask him if he has a pebble ice maker. You know that dude got a pebble ice. You, that dude does everything first I'm class. I'm just going to confirm. You think that guy's eating fucking cubes, fat, gross cubes? Slimy, disgusting, yeah. opaque cubes? You never know. Maybe he's just a man of the people. Yeah, nah, sure. That dude likes his ice fluffy. Can't be seen with boutique ice. No. There Denzel, goes all your cred. Denzel fucks with that fluffy shit. <laughs> You're probably right. You think Denzel, when Denzel invites a chick over, mm-hmm. and you know he does, and you know when he when Denzel invites a chick over, it's a beautiful chick. Yeah. Okay? okay. So he invites a lady over to his house, and he says, would you like a root beer? And she says, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says you can. I also have Pena Fell. <laughs> She's like, I already said yes to the root beer. Don't <laughs> yeah. list more drinks, please. This is too much. <laughs> Would you like to tie ice tea? I have a small. <laughs> I have a small bladder. Root beer's fine. Uh, and he says, "How do you like your ice? Fluffy, I presume." <laughs> he goes, "Boom, boom, 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 Pebble ice machine. Ba bang, bang, bang. Pour the perfect pour." I, I gotta get one of these machines. They're nice. Where can I? Can I just? You just gotta go to a, a dope like a burger Costco? place, like a good <laughs> a certain burger taco place. burger place. <laughs> Pebble ice. That's what's up. Okay. I'm gonna get arrested trying to pull one of those machines. This week's Jordan Jesse Go is entitled Jordan Jesse Go colon a tribute to Pebble ice. <laughs> Kevin Avery, it's been a delight to have you on the program. Thank, Thank you, you very much for taking the time out of your busy show business schedule. <laughs> Yes. To come and visit with us. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Brian Fernandez is our producer, a.k.a. Sonny D. That's him laughing outside the booth. Uh, You can talk about our show. Uh, Maximumfun.reddit.com is a great place to do it. Facebook. Facebook. Search for the Maximum Fun Group. A lot of fun talk there. Our forum, forum forum.maximumfun.org. Hashtag it, JJGo on Twitter. I want to see them quadrants. <laughs> I want a pebble ice machine. Pebble ice is the best ice. It's better than that. Perfectly square, super clear hipster bar ice. It's the number one type of ice is pebble ice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Could the show be over, please? We'll be back next week. Please, could the show be over? Jordan, Jesse, go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.